Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Gov Prince. Hey there, Gov. How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing? Oh, it's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm all right. It's kind of wet out here in Florida. Oh, isn't it always wet in Florida? <laughs> uh, mostly during the summer. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> All right, Gov. So I like getting this show just right into it, talking to my guests. So could you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Um, I decided to kind of pursue an artistry career. Um, so that's like artistry across the board, you know, even into music. Um, I uh, picked the name because I lived on the street named Gov Prince in Delaware. And uh, I learned a lot about government when I was living out there. It's also the first of the original 13 colonies. So um took a lot of, I learned that when I was there and I just kind of used it um, as I continued through school. And I just kept the name, you know, I didn't change the name and I kept that the same. Um, I wanted one that was a name that was sort of impactful, um, but it had more meaning to me than anything uh, versus, you know, picking it because it had a meaning already. Um, so it was more like an alias for a, a modern age thing versus it being, you know, based on something so historical. It's like, I have to use that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So I want to talk all about your music career, but first, before we get there, I ask every guest a single question to start. I'm going to ask you just like everybody else. So on a scale of one to 10, okay. 10 being high, how weird are you? It depends on how you define weird. Um, I do play tons of video games, or at least, you know, I usually play for long, long intervals. Um, you know, I went to school and studied game design, so it's, it's one of my more favorite things to do. Um, and that alone is weird. Why, why is so, playing video games weird? Like, what, <laughs> like, what on earth? Like... Describe. <laughs> um, well, you know, you got a lot of people who have very normal interests. You know, they might go fishing, you know, they might, they might, you know, go out and do a lot of outdoor sports regularly, you know, and stuff like that. And um, a lot of it I find fun, but it's like, it's just, I don't, I don't know from, from what I was able to have fun with growing up the most, I, I found that um, video games are most exciting. For me, it was like a virtual storybook. You know what I mean? It's like taking a, a comic book and bringing it to life and, uh, actually seeing it through the process. Oh, I love it. So, you know, there's game, the good game will make you laugh, it'll make you cry, yeah. they're good. Everything. Yeah, everything. Um, I, think it's a, I, think it's, I think it's a wave of the future that we haven't really tapped into yet in terms of general society. Like, I think we all have the, the idea of, you know, you can play a video game, you can now play online versus other people, but I think it's a much bigger, bigger picture to what they are. I love it. Okay, so Gov, this is the Gamerpreneur. So I do need your gaming cred. Yeah. When did you first start playing video games? Um, my, my mom got a Nintendo for me and my sister when we lived in California, I think 1989. And at the time, you know, I had fun with it. Like, I like to play a Duck Hunt. Um, and uh, Ninja Turtles the most, um, but I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't play very much for it. I knew where all the games were. Now, when I got a Sega Genesis, and I think 92, 
and Sonic the Hedgehog came out, that's when I really started to lean towards video games as a whole. And, um, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog is my favorite video game character of all time, just the number one. <laughs> gotta go fast. Absolutely. You gotta all go right. fast, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you say you're still playing today. What do you play? Uh, currently, my favorite game is GTA. I, I play GTA every day. I'm, I'm a big GTA fan. <laughs> um, I've played since the original, so I've I've really enjoyed seeing this entire thing change into this vast open world. It's just this is everything. Oh yeah, it's got a lot of controversy over the years too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like it for that matter because. Um, it's it's for an older audience, you know what I mean. It's it's a uh, it's having fun with the technology, you know, and it's for an older audience. So that's 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 why I value it so much, you know. Even though a bunch of kids have it, I I'm not really responsible for that. For certain. Oh yeah. I'm okay. Glad so, so you kind of mentioned it's like one of your favorite games, but if I had to ask you, if you had to pick one game out of everything you've ever played that was your absolute all-time favorite game, which is it? Oh man! Um, if I had to pick one, that's extremely difficult. Cause I'm thinking I'd have to play one forever, and that'd be the only game. So it's like I want to pick an open world game <laughs> that I could probably play very frequently. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I would have to say GTA. Okay, which one? No, honestly, I'm, which, which one? I'm, I'm looking forward. What's up, man? Which which one? One, two, three, four, five. Uh, Andreas. Five. Five. Okay. Five. I'm I'm looking forward to um what they're gonna add in the brand new one because uh, I figured to go through three different consoles on this final one, I imagine they're probably gonna add a a lot more accessible buildings. Like I I, I overread somewhere they were gonna make a mall. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, that's a really interesting idea. Um, I would actually like to see them bring back the food. I know in um, that game, Sleeping Dog, you know, I, I found it kind of satisfying to have to like go and eat food from time to time to, you know, get power ups, get strength. You know, it, it was kind of neat. All right. All right. So, Gov, let's get over to the preneur part. Tell me about your music career. How did you first get into it? Um, a buddy of mine, um, his dad had a party one time and had some people over. And one of the guys was a producer that was really popular uh, in San Antonio. His name's Spook Doc Dangerous. And um, I uh, I met him uh, at that party. You know, we were like freestyling downstairs, just, you know, kind of having fun at the time. But I was in the high school. Um, I later seen him at a show I had got invited to um, with some guys at the time called GS. And, um, it was, it was my first show I'd ever done. I was 21 and, uh, we were doing the song and I forgot my word, <laughs> but, um, I was able to freestyle through the rest of the song and it actually, you know, it played out into the chorus, like it was opposed to blah, blah, blah. Um, we wound up winning that night and, um, you know, Spook Doc had showed up again and, you know, he was, uh, hosting a lot of shows in San Antonio. So he was inviting me along to go with them and I got to perform and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, kind of see um, what the performance value of, you know, the music industry stuff was in terms of, you know, showing up places regularly, 
keeping a, a maintained reputation, keeping a buzz, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just, it was just everything. So right. That's when I got started in terms of actually performing in front of audiences, you know, going to bars, you know, getting barred out and not really even barring out at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I actually, I really do. <laughs> I was on the board of a record, a small record label myself. So I've been to plenty of shows. And um, so I actually find it funny that you mentioned you were, you were doing your own singing because when I was with this little group and I, before this, I had no music experience myself, but every single show they would go to every bar, right? There's a stage somewhere. They would lip yeah. sync. And I'm like, why aren't you guys just doing your own music? They're like, oh no, that's not how it's done. Like, how, how was it for you? Well, it's a, uh... You know, typically when, when people go out, um, karaoke can be more valued in, in a lot of scenarios because, you know, it's just regular people getting up there singing songs that they already know. So their feelings are already there for that song. You know what I mean? Like if it's a really good song that people are really familiar with, you know, they go to karaoke and they can they can sing it to their best ability being like, um, I guess, a normal person, so to speak, versus writing your own song. See, with your own feelings that's and having to remember those to. there was their songs that they wrote and they were yeah. lip syncing it on stage what <sighs> i guess there could be a number of reasons for that usually when i perform i don't lip sync i like to i like to actually perform it so people know i, I do perform okay so uh, tell me more about it so you you did your first performance and then you you said you do everything music related how did you get into that uh, it took a lot of figuring out in terms of what I wanted to do. Um, and pursuing a game design degree, I would learn all the, you know, art stuff that I needed to in fact use for advertising and music. So if I needed a, you know, a cover or something like that, if I needed a video, if I needed a logo, I could do all my own work. You know, I could also draw. So it was an, it was an enhancement of all the art department all my life. So in anything I did, if I could be in the art department, it was more than likely going to be, a much better experience, you know, for me to try and um, be successful. Um, but um, yeah, in trying to um, um, pursue a music career, I just, I found that learning different, different techniques over time, you know, not having very many resources out there, but looking for what I needed, like, uh, you know, it's important to have a songwriter's license, you know, I got BMI, you know, um, if you got a good song, you know, it's going to be on the list if you have a license, you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's a good way to protect yourself, you know, yearly at, at the moment, yearly, you know, I'll get a, a royalty check, but you know, the more popular I get, then the more royalty checks I'll get, you know, um, and it's kind of a process, you know, reading up on it and stuff because you'll read it and, you know, it'll, it'll say like you get, you know, checks quarterly or something. And it's like, you know, you expect that, but then you have to realize, people who are actually doing the biggest numbers are going to get paid the checks the fastest, you know, and then if you're not doing very big, obviously you won't get paid four times a year, you'll get paid once, you know, but it's, it's just stuff like that and, and, and researching it and learning it uh, to be able to actually use it, you know, and then I, I did that, you know, independently, I thought you had to have a lot more behind you to actually get that process started. But now, you know, it's, it's such a to know age, it's just out there. So it's more like here, we put the platform out there for you. We just want to hear what you got. And if you like it, you know, we're sponsor you or, you know, we'll grab you on board and you'll be a part of the label or something like that. But, you know, for me, it's all trying to figure that part of it out. Cause you know, I'm at a step where, uh, 
I'm getting a lot more recognition. Uh, I got some music out there. Um, I got some videos I'm going to be doing hopefully pretty soon. Um, I got a lot of work happening, you know? I even have a short film out with a buddy of mine named Mick D called Blueberry Dream. Excuse me, it's about the local hip-hop scene in uh, St. Pete throughout Pinellas County here in Florida. It's pretty cool stuff. I'm going to have a DVD of it soon. So you got a lot going on. Good for you. Uh, now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the purposes of my show here is to be able to give people options, right? Maybe one career, one field they've never heard of before. It was never an option growing up. And maybe it just takes one person saying, hey, this is the thing to do in order to get them started down that path. How would somebody new get into the music industry? Um. As much as it's important to network, depending on what you were doing, like if you were actually making the music, it's most important to actually make the music. I would recommend um, writing a song, recording a song, and then registering it, and then just repeating the process. You know, when you, when you register it and you have a distribution and you just repeat the process, um, the repetitive nature of you have to go through several steps before you actually release it becomes second nature. And you can, you can implement that in your strategy when trying to build a catalog. And then in the process, you know, different people will come involved. You work with different people. You'll have different music out there, people to gather. And, you know, it's like after a while, you'll notice, you know, your catalog is kind of colorful and stuff. And it's just a matter of, I think, organizing Certainly. So what's the, uh, what's the, the difference between a success and failure in the music industry then? Because I know a lot of people who pass out lots of, you know, mixtapes at gas stations, right? Why aren't they being successful? Um, there is an element of, of, of dare and risk in doing that because, you know, you just, just don't know how people are going to take to your, your product. Um, you know, some people do it for something. Some people do it just to see if they can. Um, I think what makes anyone successful is if they continue. You know, if you have a fan base and they encourage you, I say continue because, you know, we live in a time now where anybody could suddenly become <laughs> the next big sensation, you know, so it's like playing the lottery, but with something a little simpler, you know, and not having to spend so much. Does that make sense? I mean, if you buy a lottery ticket for 20 years and never win, you probably could have sang songs for 20 years and hit the lottery several times over. Okay. All right. So, Gov, what makes you special? How, how are you different from everybody else? Like, what unique skills do you have or what, what gets you through where everybody else is failing? Um, I think I'm good at um, encouraging people to succeed. Um, I know some people go as far as to call me a cheerleader, but you know, sometimes you might need an extra push. I know in playing sports, you know, anytime I hit the field, you know, if we were down or something like that, or we were having a tough game, it'd make a big difference to hear a bunch of cheerleaders and, you know, other people in the stand that I knew actually rooting for us to kind of, you know, play harder because, you know, we could do it, stuff like that. So, um, I, I would probably do something, something like that, some, somewhat of a, an uplift there. Fantastic. I mean, it's really difficult, you know, but at times it's just more like it's, I don't know, I feel like it's more, um, it's more necessary. It's like watching somebody, uh, you know, 
chip away at a at a at a rock almost at the diamond and telling them, look, I can see it from here. <laughs> I know you can't see it, but I can see it from here. Like, keep going. You know what I mean? Versus, you know, giving somebody the flip side where it's like, oh, you're not that good or, you know, you're not doing it fast enough or blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, I need a more productive life versus one that was um, destructive. That's a fantastic point there you just made between the difference between people who are encouraging you and discouraging you. Uh, do you have any advice yeah. for anybody out there who maybe their crew is all discouragement? Like how, how do you get over that? Cause we are shaped by our environments. Uh, you honestly just have to go against the grain. That's, that's, that's the only sure way. It's the, the no shortcut method. Um, Cause that works. You know, ultimately you'll be able to find your way. I just think you have to be willing to accept um, whatever comes with your decision. But if you if you want to make your life a certain way, you should definitely pursue it. You know, it's a long it's a long haul to to live years and years and years and years. So I figured, you know, make it make it the best. You know, don't don't um don't waste your time hoping on someone's opinion, but keep doing the work because the work speaks for itself. Absolutely. Now, Gov, how's the money? Uh, slow, but like I said, I got to get more fans. I got to get more, uh, more marketing. I got to do more ads. Um, you know, I'm not, not a big millionaire just yet. Hey, if you're making anything, <laughs> um, you're doing better than most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a few dollars a year. Um, you know, I'm, 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 in, I'm, impre- I'm more impressed with the process that, you know, me signing up for BMI actually worked, you know, and then doing the few shows I did. And having a few songs out there that I have, you know, it's, it's generating a small income. Um, but that's what I'm working on to make that ultimately grow so I can uh, I can do a lot more, you know, especially in, in mixing the video game and music industry. Because I really believe, like, that's, that's an area of, of a lot of untapped potential. Um, a lot of things that could probably be discovered, I think, will be in a, a mixture between music and video games. Can you uh, talk a little bit more about that? How are you, how are you doing that mixture? Um, I think, uh, people have an interest in game design sort of miss why video games are so creative in terms of, uh, building them from the bottom up. Um, you know, when I, when I studied game design, it was, it was difficult at first to try and understand, you know, these pages and pages of code just to realize if you kind of break it down into pieces, it's not so much about copying somebody else's method and pasting your own characters, but more of you actually deciding what kind of game you want to make and then deciding how you want it to work and then actually writing down each step of it and then ultimately developing code because of how you wanted certain things to react to certain things. And it's just a big version of that, like, stuffed inside a file cabinet, you know, a really huge file cabinet with lots of files that are if, if then, <laughs> then this, you know what I'm saying? If that, then, you know, it, it's really silly when you think about it, but then it, it's a, it's like a, an extension of human language, you know, it's, it's understanding while understanding, like understanding. It's, it's not complicated, but it's more like flow chart, you know, how it gets from one step or one process to the next and how it repeats the process and then, you know, how it changes. And it's, 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 re- it's really neat. I love it. All right. So Gov, 
I want to talk about you for a second, if we can. How long have you been at this? So, like, when did you really first getting into music? Um, I my first performance was twenty one. I was twenty one years old. Um, I'm thirty four now. Um, so I do this on my own dollar. So this is not like I, I have, you know, sponsors behind me and blah, blah, blah. It's more of a process where I've had to learn different things I've needed to get to different, different steps, you know, and, um, right now I seem to be peaking in terms of, uh, a local, local value being recognized, being known, going to shows, people recognize me, um, you know, I'm basically logging all the performances I do and, you know, different videos and stuff like that to gain some traction and, you know, ultimately, if somebody comes and checks me out, they like my music or, you know, um, somebody hears something and they want to put me on a soundtrack, you know, I'm, I'm available. Um, open to the idea, you know, I have the opportunity, so I'm able to, to utilize. Okay, I love it. So you've been doing this for 13 years. If you, can go back, yeah. if you can go back in time 13 years with me, and we came up on Little Gov, you know, he's right here. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. we were able to tell him everything that's going to happen over the next 13 years. But here's the one thing he needs to know. What is that one thing? Um, that's a tough one. Uh, I guess it would be to maybe be more punctual. Okay. With certain things. Um, you know, not necessarily uh, scheduling things, but more like uh, scenarios and and behaviors. You know, um, if I'm if I'm hanging out with people, you know, and all this conversation is happening, but nobody's talking about any video games. Like, nah, man, I can't really, I can't really assist you in your life's effort because we're not going the same direction. <laughs> like, you're pulling me into your lane and you're taking me out of mind so like I, I would do a lot more splitting of the mind where it was like you got to really be interactive in something you can't just be cool so to speak okay i understand yeah all right now gov i believe that the things that we fail at in life are the things that teach us the most so you know when you get smacked in the face knocked down you've got to pick yourself up you know dust yourself off figure out what happened and then move forward so what would you yeah. say is your biggest failure in life and what did you learn from it? Um, I, I, I can't really determine that particularly. I think I've made more uh, better choices than worse. I think that um, I've made more choices not to burn bridges. So even though I might suffer what some think to be a type of punishment it's more of a more of an obedience or a discipline but it keeps me sharp for whatever i might need to encounter or whatever i might need to do you know whether it's task or situations just out out here in the world um maybe maybe my only failure is patience and not being patient at times you know i probably should you know either wait or I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say. I don't really believe I've failed. Uh, not not in my life, you know. Even though I might not live a, you know, show show star superstar life or some or something like that. I don't I don't believe I've failed. I just believe that uh, we all have different paths that we walk. So it's just a matter of 
making our path what we needed to be to you know reach our own type of success you know I, I can i can find success in what i believe to be successful what somebody else might not be looked at as anything absolutely i can certainly understand that okay on the flip side then what is something you're working to improve on in yourself today um i gotta start to dress better i gotta start to you know pay attention to the brands you know, a little bit more, just, just for a, a more of a, um, presence. Um, you know, I'll go to a show and what will be regular street clothes, but then, you know, I'll, I'll do a really good job, <laughs> you know, people really enjoy what I have up there. So, um, I, I have a certain level of confidence when it came to dressing. I didn't really have to, you know, get dressed to the T to go and impress people, you know, with my, my, my rap skills. And I can just kind of go as is and leave them with an opinion. Okay. I love it. All right. Well, in that case, go Prince. How do people find you? Where are you at in social media? How do people reach out to you? Um, I do have a website. Um, it's www.govprince.com. Um, has all my social medias on there. I'm on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud. Um, I have a Pinterest, Tumblr, you know, not much on them, but some, um, I have quite a bit. I have, um, I have quite a bit. Uh, but everything is pretty much on my on my website. I'm on all the social medias. Uh, I'm on Spotify and iHeart and Tidal. Um, everything is right on my right on my website, www.govprince.com. Wonderful. All right, now as we wrap this up, do you have any final thoughts you want to share, or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Um, I don't know. Maybe another video game question. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the hardest trick you've ever pulled off in a video game? Well, I'll say the hardest video game that I've ever played. Um, I did master this game, but when I first played it was the Jet Set Radio Future. Oh, that um, that's another one of my all-time favorites. Um, I really, I really had a blast with the uh, you know the inline skate process, and then you ca you collect the uh, the aerosol cans, and you go and you know, spray up Shibuya show in Tokyo and so on. Um, I like the idea of looking for a golden tape as an Easter egg. You know, I'm a really big hip hop fan. I like rap music, you know, so um, I really took to the house and the trance and the different beats that they were going to. Like it, it was, it was, it was extremely cool, you know, um, having to do some of the, uh, the harder missions. Like uh, I know in the, uh, the big area with all the skyscrapers, you know, trying to find the, the graffiti souls. <laughs> you know, and falling like a million times before finally getting them and, you know, just having to take all these beaten paths, to try and find the PD Souls. It was just, it, it was, it was a hard game and it took forever. But, um, when I finally got the point of, uh, trying to use the boost and, and getting better at just, you know, doing the, um, the trick combos, ultimately it just, it became a lot more fun for me. And, um, you know, I wound up, you know, beating that thing hundred percent completion. So I would say just that radio feature probably had the hardest, for, for, for me, you know. Oh, I love it. I, I played it a little bit myself, um, but I had been a huge Tony Hawk pro skater fan before that, right? Yeah. And I yeah. dumped all my time into that one, and then I got over to Jet Set, and I'm like, it's, oh, I can't do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely took a lot of hours to, to master the game, but um after 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 doing that and getting all the characters and opening up everything i felt like it was it was well worth it it was um 
it was it was kind of like when you play Mario and you beat the game and they and they and they um they open up different parts of the map where they give you different different um power ups to use on your next you know your next go around. It was just it was very satisfying after completing it, you know, and that's that's what made it one of my more favorite games. Even though it was hard to beat, it was it was like worth the effort. Fantastic. All right, Doug Prince, I genuinely appreciate you coming on with us today. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And for everybody else, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur. That's right. Be a, be a gamerpreneur. <laughs>